Creating History. I'm your host, Caitlin. We're going to empower you to create your own history with God. Let's get this journey started. We are back with season two of Creating History. Woo, woo! Um, this month, we are actually going to be focused on family. So I am sitting at the table with three of my favorite people. And you can hear Zoe girl right now. She said hello at the perfect time. <laughs> and my sister Heather and my brother-in-law Nick. Hello. Hey, what's going on? We're going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of their story. And throughout this, I'm sure you will hear Zoe talking. And you might even hear Chloe crying, but that's okay. Um, we're totally for it. This is family-oriented this month. And it is okay for Zoe to be here and say whatever she wants. Right? Say Aunt Caitlin? Nope. Nope. Not, not going to do it. <laughs> All right, so before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and pray. So, Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place, God. We ask that your words would flow through me, Heather, Nick, and Zoe. I don't know why I just had to add her on there. So, Father, I just thank you that you're with us in this moment, God, and you're, you're speaking through each and every one of us, and that their story would touch so many that listen in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are going to talk about their process oh of having children. Um, it wasn't a, something that was easy. And for me, this, um, this is something that, like, because it's my family, it's definitely something that God um, was with us in, in every moment. Um, and I've seen it firsthand. So just to be able to hear you guys share uh, is going to be great. And Zoe wants to interview somebody today. <laughs> All right, Zoe, who are you interviewing? I know it. Chloe? Yeah? You can't, don't touch that though. You can talk, but don't touch. All right, so how did you guys meet Heather and Nick? Whoever wants to answer this question. Uh, 16120 Dumfries Road, Dumfries, Virginia. <laughs> okay. Tabernacle, Church of God. Well, there's a shameless plug <laughs> with the address. <laughs> we met at church uh, in youth group. Uh, started out as, as friends for a good little while. Before we started dating, um, but that's that's really about it. That we we met in church, got married in church, and are raising our family in church. Yep, same Amen. church. Same church. <laughs> Amen. So how long have you guys been married? Nine and a half years, almost. Do you want me? What? Over nine and a half years. Why are you reaching for me? Ten um. Years in May. Nine and a half is November. She's over here celebrating half anniversaries. <laughs> um, so, did you guys immediately want to start having kids, or what was the? How was this? I don't think any married couple immediately <laughs> wants to have little nightmares running around the house. Oh, what did I call you? <laughs> but I think our original plan was to to take a year or so and you know enjoy being a married couple. Well, and be able to go and do what we want without children yelling at us while we're trying to record something. Um, but then after that year, I think, is, is really when we decided, okay, let's let's kind of start a family. That's when the, the roadblocks started. So go ahead and talk about that process and, and the roadblocks that started in the very beginning before you even went to the doctors. Um, so like Nick just said, we, we decided about a year into being married, we wanted to start having kids. So we tried. <laughs> And um, Christmas of 2011, 
a year and a half after being married, um, I found out I was pregnant, but was already having a, a miscarriage. Um, so we lost that that baby, but it was we didn't really even know we were pregnant, so it was just kind of back to back to finding out and then finding mm -hmm. out we were already losing our child. Yeah, the whole process um, only lasted maybe, maybe forty eight hours from the time we found out till the time we found out we lost it. So it was it was it was a very weird time period because we experienced this loss, but yet it was so fresh with us that I mean it, it hurt and it was it was hard to deal with, but we didn't even want to tell anybody about it because so close to Christmas so too. So close to Christmas and so close to we only found out the day before. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, do we do we publicize this? Do we tell people about it? And, you know, we kind of decided to just kind of keep it between ourselves and only tell a, a very, very small few people about yeah. it. And, you know, didn't want to ruin Christmas for the family. And it was, just, it was just a very weird situation. What year was that? 2011. 2011. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah and as family, was... I can attest to the fact that, like, I don't even think, like, Heather and Nick actually even really told me that. Like, I knew... But that's just like, and it, I mean, it, I guess it's a good thing in a sense because it would have been heartbreaking. I feel like it would have put more on you guys, like, because yeah. we would have all been heartbroken too, and like, it, yeah. it could have made things even worse for you guys. Um, but really, I didn't even know, like, really know until now from your mouth. Yep. <laughs> I, I was actually um, in the hospital visiting Julia, who was having Bella. When I found out, she's the one that told me <laughs> years, years, <laughs> yeah. years later. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's that's crazy. And to um, just to like just so you guys know, like there's there might be some emotional moments during during my sister and my brother-in-law sharing this today because um, they've mainly never me. actually. Yeah, mainly my sister. Um, but they've never really actually. Nick's talked about it, but Heather, Heather, she talked about it once, but she's. She's stepping out of her comfort zone and doing this. Only so. for my sister. Yes. <laughs> Don't say that, because God will make you talk in front of other people if you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at that point, you kept trying, but when, when after that um, did you guys go to see a doctor? or what, kept, what happened Well, after that? I kept going to my OB. We kept trying, and um, eventually, I'm not sure how long after that, I was diagnosed with PCOS, um, and that is polycystic ovarian syndrome. <laughs> yeah, ovarian syndrome. syndrome. Um, it's mainly I don't ovulate, so it's harder to get pregnant. Is pretty much. She is 17 months, right? <laughs> Almost 18. Almost 18 months. months. Going on 20 years old. <laughs> So pretty much I didn't ovulate, so it was hard to know when to try to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your cycles are irregular. Yeah, your cycles like, are irregular, yeah. so you, know, you, don't, you don't know. And it was, um, like, super frustrating, too, because the doctors treated it as, oh, you're young, it'll happen, don't worry. That was the most irritating thing, going to a doctor, and they keep telling you over and over again, you're young, it will happen, oh, give it time, it will happen, you're young. Yeah, not really. I don't want to hear us, that. Offering yeah. us any other, any other type of advice or anything other than, oh well, it'll happen eventually. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, 
I'm glad we gave you our $35 copay. Yeah. I mean, because we know that God's promises are yes and amen, so yes. eventually things come to pass. But in the moment, it's like, oh, yeah. yo, don't just tell me it'll happen and not, not try and do something about it, you know? Um, yeah, don't you get paid the big bucks to help me? <laughs> I know you kind of mentioned that they said, like, that there was nothing, just keep trying. Mm-hmm. When when did the doctors kind of start running tests and or well, whatever? Well, we decided thinking about it and getting you know no results three four years later we decided in 2014 that we were going to talk to fertility doctors and see what they recommended and what what the process was for that mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you're a we baby. went we did that and the first process they recommend is doing an IUI mm-hmm. where they take Nick's, Nick's sample, and they inject it close to the the ovaries. uterus, the ovaries in the uter- uterus. Yeah. Um, it's not a direct insemination. It's more of like trying to put the two parts together and, and letting it happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, the iffy thing with an IUI was they said you know, there's a a. 25% chance of pregnancy with an IUI. Um, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong on that number. But they said that you, we basically have three shots. And after those those three tries... They recommend doing the next level. They ne- recommend going to an IVF process. Uh-huh. And if you don't understand anything about fertility doctors, what you need to understand is they make more money than any other person on the planet because that stuff is... For real, for real. But I'll, I'll tell you the IUI process was one of the most difficult things I went through. Yeah, it was, it was very, very emotionally wrecking because there was really nothing we can do. You know, we were trusting God that this was going to go through. We'd get together with people and pray and mm-hmm. fasted. And, you know, even... Um, was it the last IUI or the second to last IUI that we did on Christmas Day? I feel like it was the last one. Anyway, I think it was one of them was on Christmas Day, and I just thought, you know, how poetic is that? That's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, with everything that we did, the IUI treatments, the prayer and fasting and everything, still nothing came to be. There was still, we still weren't pregnant. I'll tell you, the hardest part about that is them injecting the specimen and then waiting that two weeks going, I'm hoping praying and hoping it worked yeah, and then yeah. getting going to do the blood work and getting that phone call you're not pregnant we have to try again yeah. yeah during this i feel like like seeing my sister just she supported everyone around her and like i'm gonna cry because like there were so many people that were having babies back to back and she's like just the way she was there for people she hosted so many baby showers in the midst of her like struggling with this herself you know it was something where where she didn't she didn't allow it to stop her from being there for her friends and doing for them even though she really desired to have a family so i mean it really like that's something that really broke my heart for for them in this process like and i know even nick like it 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 broke him too i'm sure to see that so it was it was a really difficult time period there were so many mother's day and father's days that passed and being in church and Having people that don't know what's going on coming up to you and saying, "Oh, when are you guys gonna have one? When are you gonna, when are you gonna be able to celebrate Father's Day?" Yeah. And it was. It was or difficult. saying, 
oh, maybe next year you might, it might work or soon, you know? Yeah. 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 That's why people have to be really careful and, and not say those things. And I know it's hard for people, people they just don't yeah, get it. They don't but, get it. They don't, you know. Well, they might Unless not you know, know someone still. that goes through something like this, you don't think, yeah, oh, yeah. is that someone that's, has a, that's you know, struggling, that's struggling yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. It could just be, we're not, we didn't want to have kids in other people's eyes yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, like, yeah. <laughs> I would never say that to anyone, just, I guess, because I've seen it, you know. You kind of talked a little bit about the process of the, what is that called? It's an IUI. IUI. Okay, so did you guys take tests? Like, did Nick get tested first or like, how did that work? Nick had to get tested for sperm counts and make sure that it wasn't anything, anything. that it wasn't anything biologically causing it. Basically, they had to check both of our plumbing. (laughs) <laughs> to, to put it bluntly and make sure that you know everything was going right both ways yeah. and then they said okay well now we can move forward with, with the IUI you can't touch okay and after those three tries we we kind of decided that well after writing the check for the three IUIs we, we decided that no. financially it was time to kind of take, well, take a little bit of a I break I think it was more of it's time to take a break because it's emotionally draining yeah. if, I, I couldn't go through it anymore just getting that no from the doctor after going through everything that we went through, it was it was just too much to handle to to immediately go from an IUI to the IVF process. Yeah. Okay. Chow, you need to chill. <laughs> I mean, she's literally going from arm to arm over here, guys. She is. <laughs> she was over here pressing buttons on on the computer, and I'm like, child, no. Uh, but she is. She's actually relieving some of the emotional. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be crying a lot more if she wasn't here. <laughs> um, obviously, you guys know the outcome because there's a little one running around. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though. And like, your sessions are called <laughs> about family, so I mean. Yes. So clearly, family. <coughs> and this is my family, right, Zoe? Say yes. She's she shaking her, her head, head. yes. <laughs> she shook her head, yes. <laughs> You're so smart. I love you. Yes. Well, after our IUI process, after we decided to stop, we decided, you know, it was time to just do it naturally and see if God was going to give us our our little miracles that way. Mm-hmm. And then trying for a few years, there's still no, no little ones. Mm-hmm. From a, a sister perspective that's single... Like, I feel like, had they had children back when they first got married... God, our kids would never have nieces or cousins. We'd never have Hey, nieces. hey, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> they wouldn't be close in age, is what I'm no. saying. Like, our kids would be teenagers by the time we'd have nieces or nephews. Yeah. Or they'd have first cousins, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, God's timing is perfect in that aspect of it. I mean, because Nick's brothers married a few years ago and they don't got kids yet. So, you know, I mean, yeah. But so I don't necessarily like his timing is perfect. And while it was like hard, hard as (laughs) crap, like there's a reason that that Zoe and Chloe are here now for this time um, opposed to nine years ago or well, eight, eight years, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. What was your process with community around you, like the people around you? I know you said you had people praying for you and you would get together and pray, like, but what was, how did the people around you play a part in, in your, your lives in this process? Some people were very, very encouraging Mm -hmm. and some people were kind of awkward around us. 
especially when it came time for like Mother's Day, Father's Day type thing. Um, we have a very good community at church. We are very, very, you know, kind of tied into our youth group and tied into tied into all the ministries in our church. But you know, it's just that we had the small group of people that knew what was going on, mm-hmm. and then we had those that that were outside of the outside of the group that you know kind of had an idea and were praying. But you know, there's there's a lot of facets between a lot a lot of a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Some groups of friends, friends were, were very, very supportive, and some groups of friends just kind of started to distance themselves from us because of the whole situation, which is, is no, no dig on them, but it was, it was kind of awkward. You know, some people just don't know how to, how to act when they know you're struggling to get something that you can get. Yeah, or like, no, like when had, they have kids. We got so. a lot of supportive friends praying for us and encouraging us. With the constant struggle of, like, the ups and downs, well, mostly... I guess the down of like the nose and nose and nose. How did it really affect your faith? It was difficult. Um, you know, I, I grew up. My parents always told me that if you want something bad enough, get up and go work for it and get it. Mm-hmm. And with you know trying to conceive, there was no going working for it and going to get it. We just kind of had to just wait on God. Yeah. And after getting no so many times, it it was difficult. Mm-hmm. It, you kind of questioned. You know, why Why is God blessing people that would take their baby and abort it? Or why would, Why yeah. is God blessing people ready that, would, for it. that aren't ready for it, that don't have anywhere to live, that don't mm-hmm. have any, any type of resources at all? And you know, what, And then it came to, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. Is, is there something that we're doing wrong that God isn't blessing us? And it was hard. We stayed faithful, though. We stayed faithful in the church. We stayed faithful in the Word. And... But man, it was it was a very, very long few years. And I'm sure there were times where you were like screaming at God, like, why, why, why us, or why not us, you know? Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Why us? You know, there's, I've never stopped going to church. I never gave up thanking and praying to Him and, you know, worshiping. But sometimes it was like, why, why go? Why? Yeah. What's the point? Zoe's pulling up a chair to be a part of the conversation, guys. She's rearranging furniture. <laughs> Goodness, child. You want to go to bed early? I think, she's get, I think she is getting tired. Are you getting tired? <laughs> yeah. Tired. It's, it's tough, but yeah. we got through it. But he's faithful. He is. It, during the process, like, it's like, why you know why am i still dealing with this why is this something i'm struggling with you know yeah um it's just like any trial any tribulation while you're in it you never understand yep and it's it's not till you get past it that you see god in every little detail Mm -hmm. and of course you learn more from the times that you're waiting than the times that you're given you know what you ask for right away yeah and god takes those times to teach us things and teach us patience and teach us faith and I guess that's what we needed. Thank you guys for listening. Head over to our website, creatingyourhistory.com to check out the blog for this episode and others. Make sure to subscribe, share, and rate us. We love you, and we look forward to sharing next week's episode with you.